It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here with Ken Segura, who is one of our AJC sports writers. Welcome. Thanks, Shane. Um, so we're here to talk about one of the hottest events in Atlanta, literally and figuratively, <laughs> yes. uh, the uh, Peachtree Road Race. Or the AJC <laughs> Peachtree <laughs> Road Race. Yes. <laughs> We've had that drummed into our head, yes, haven't we? Yep, yep. Yeah. So um, that's coming up soon. That's right. Yeah, it's July 4th. Um, it's, uh, it's To me, it's one of the kind of things that makes Atlanta, Atlanta. It's, uh, you know, as we always love biggest and best and right. it's the world's largest 10K race. And it's been going on for this week's 50th year. So it's uh, for a lot of people in Atlanta, it, it's, it's something that's very, very important, a big part of their, part of their lives here. Right. Yeah, that's that's a landmark uh, year, fifty. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've, I've been fortunate to be around it a good bit, and uh, yeah, I know that's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. I think that have, right, you know, for whom this that's the event. That's yeah, he says is a big part of their you know their Atlanta existence. Yeah, yeah. I know tons of people from all walks of life who do it. It mm-hmm. seems like it, it sort of it seems to encapsulate. It's like everybody from right. uh, there's so many people who people I didn't think would run mm-hmm. you know and people who are just you know nuts about it they, right. they do it all the time and they train really hard right. but it really seems to run the gamut the the people who do it yeah yeah it's uh I mean getting the coverage has been kind of neat because it ends in in Piedmont Park and that's usually when we're out talking to people about you know how it was a race and what it was like right. and and you really do end up kind of coming across a really wide uh, swath of, of, of this, you know, the whole area from up in, in you know, you know, north, north, you know, like in Cherokee County down to Henry County and, and, and beyond, like really the entire state. It's, right. you know, my, my, my in-laws, they have friends from live in Columbus and they always come up every year. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really, you, you get a, a really neat cross-section of yeah. of the city and the state. Yeah. Well, since this is the 50th, are they doing anything special or is it just going to be, you know, another year at the race? Uh, they always do kind of different things. I, I'm, I, to be honest with you, I don't know quite for sure, but I, you know, I kind of the, the big, one thing that's made it, you know, that makes the race kind of special is that there's one person, his name is Bill Thorne. He, um, he's a, uh, I guess he's retiring, retired uh, coach at Landmark Christian School, I think it's in Fairburn, and he's right. run every all forty nine races, and wow. so this will be he's the only one that's done that, and so huh. he's always kind of a, a big deal this time. Uh, right. So this will be number fifty for him and for the for the race itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, 
somebody who's done it 50 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny, like, you know, it's, you know, you meet all sorts of people that, that you know, I, they've run, you know, they, I've run 12 out of the last 13 or, or 30 of the last 35. Right. But, you know, just, just life happens and you're yeah. hurt or you're out of town yeah. or you're at a wedding or whatever it is. But this is important enough to him that he's yeah. he's been here for all of them. Yeah, there aren't many people who want to do something 50 times. Right, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> really run, you know, six six uh, six yeah. miles on a on a hot morning. Yeah. Well, so so it's been around for 50 years. Like, how did it how did it start? Was it, I'm sure it was much smaller when it started. <laughs> it was. Um, so a man named Tim Singleton, who was the the founder of the Atlanta Track Club. Um, this was, I guess, 60 or 1970, and this was kind of, I, I guess, at the very beginning of the running boom, and so right. running was much more of a more of a niche activity then. Um, but he wanted to have a, a race on the fourth, and and he, so he got together people from the track club, and I think it was around 110 people that they they started uh, yeah. in in Buckhead and and ended up at uh, at Woodruff Park in downtown and. Huh. Um, yeah, and it's funny. So that's I, kind of a little further then. Yeah, yeah. So they, they started lower, you know, lower uh, okay. and for, yeah, finished yeah. farther down. But yeah, they've had to adjust just because they as the race as, as the race grew. But yeah, so it's it's kind of steadily grown. You know, yeah. it, it it became obviously much more than just something that hardcore runners are doing, but something that you know people from every stripe have have, have joined in, and yeah. it's been a neat thing to to see. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, how many, about how many people participate now and comparing to like 110 then? Right, it's uh, 60,000. So wow. it, 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 yeah, they, it's like it's, even since I've been here, which I guess is a while now, but I think it was maybe in the 40s, then it got to 50 and the, maybe 55 and now it's 60. So yeah. it's, it's uh, there, and if, uh, if, as I, I'm thinking, they're still turning people away. So there's mm. probably even room for more if yeah. if they wanted to. And then they also have satellite races uh for the armed services in the in the Middle East, so it's it's really kind of a, a huh. and not just an Atlanta thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What about uh, training? People, there there are people who train probably year round for it. Right. Uh, it's like, are there? Um, what do they do? do? I mean, different people do different right. things, I suppose. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's funny if you watch the race. You know, the the fastest runners. Well, how it works is, you know, if you enter a a time from another race you get right. put ahead in the front of the race and so as you're watching the the, the thousand stream across the finish line you're, you're seeing a very a, a real change in body type right. of, of <laughs> slim and and you know right. that cross country body and towards right. it's you know the the body's more like mine and a little have carrying some more pounds and yeah. so some people yeah it, it, they 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 you know some people just you know they as as runners that are running it around it's it's kind of something they do but there, there's others that yeah they Maybe you know when the 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 um, applications come out in March, or or maybe maybe it's a first you know first of the year thing. They start kind of pointing it out and they building up their mileage from you know one or two miles you know a, a, you know a run to getting up to three four five miles. And so, but um, but yeah, uh, and some people just you know they don't train at all and they show right. up and walk the whole course. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it is kind of the gamut yeah. of how just the kind of the dedication that different people are, are putting it. But, but then actually, and then what I would say is I think for a lot of people, and you run across these people in the park, is that it's it's a very important part of kind of staying healthy because yeah. they want to run and they want to finish, and so they'll make sure that they're ready to go. And so it's kind of a good motivation for a lot of people to, to be in good shape yeah. to, to run it. Yeah. And you mentioned, like, qualify the people qualify for, like, 
spots right. up front, like right. by doing other races or right. yeah, because I see other um, you know short sometimes shorter races and things that are mm-hmm. like say we're a qualifier, Patriot qualifier, for, yeah. right, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a way to you know. <clears throat> Get your get ready for the Peachtree race, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and get ready in a cooler atmosphere. Yes, probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like that makes me wonder. I was thinking earlier, and I forgot to ask. It's like I wonder if if you know the temperatures might have been a little cooler back in 1960. Yeah, it'd be uh, be worth investigating. Yeah, <laughs> when Global you know, warming's effect. On, yeah, and not you're not surrounded by 60,000 people. It's probably the well, that's true that too. too. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, I mean, putting a race in the middle of summer in Atlanta. Right. You might strike some as as, a, as as sort of masochistic, maybe, yeah, or it's sadistic, a, right, I suppose, yeah, depending. Yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've kind of had the thought, like, yeah, I mean, why, why not Thanksgiving, or, right. or or right. New Year's Day or whatever? But yeah. yeah, but I guess that 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 adds to the challenge right. of it, I yeah, suppose. I guess so yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about now, folks who just want to go and watch the race? Uh-huh. Um, like, where where are the best places? to do that Let's do you see. think there's a few i mean the i guess the nice thing about it being a six mile course down one street or almost all down one street down peachtree is that you know there's people lined up the whole way but yeah. um kind of some of the landmarks are around mile two which is uh in buckhead it's right near peachtree and west wesley um one of the neat things about the race is uh one of the pastors at, uh, I forget the name of the church, but it's an Episcopal church right around there. His name is Sam Candler. He has been sprinkling holy water on runners huh. for yeah. years and years. And so it's kind of, that's kind of neat. That's not one, neat, one neat thing to see. Um, and just and like anywhere down, like along, you know, or along, uh, in, uh, along Peachtree down in Bucket, there's a lot of more shade. And so it's a little, probably a better place to, right. to stay. And then. Um, one of the, one of the, another landmark is it's uh, called Cardiac Hill. It's right where Piedmont uh, Hospital and uh, oh, the the Spinal Center on the other oh, side. Shepherd Shepherd Center. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's a really tough climb. Yeah. And you know at that point you know runners are in need of all the encouragement they can get. Yeah. So it's a good place to hang yeah. out and, and yell and and you know encourage runners and yeah. then. Um, yeah, I can imagine that area. It's like a, I, I can't imagine running right. it. It's like I'm not used to it. I just I just drive it. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. It's funny once you actually walk it. It's a lot steeper. Here. It's kind of funny, but yeah. Um, and then uh, right at the corner of 10th and Peachtree is where a lot of right. people gather. It's you know you're making that the turn, that finish to home, and, yeah. and so that's kind of a fun place. You know, it's it's kind of a pretty festive atmosphere there. But yeah. uh, but really, yeah, almost anywhere. Actually, and then also, I mean, it, it, as far as just ease of getting places. Um, right around um, uh, the art center station where yeah. the high is, you know, you can get there pretty easily, and so that's right. another good place to camp out. And it's usually right. a little cooler there. Yeah, there's yeah. the martyr stations. Right. A lot of martyr stations right. along yeah, yeah, that yeah. section of the route, I guess. So right. it's a lot easier to get to yeah. without a car. Exactly. Yeah. You probably don't want to bring your car down to. Uh... Yeah, it gets, yeah. There's <laughs> there are a lot of people that'll be joining you. So yeah. What's the most important thing for runners to know, especially those doing it for the first time? Um, a couple things. One is definitely, and, and I guess most would know this, I know, but just make sure you're hydrated. Obviously, it's yeah. a very, very hot morning. And and the, kind of the, the unfortunate part of it is, is that, as I was saying, the slower runners and usually the less fit runners are staying later. And so they're getting the brunt of the heat. And yeah. so they're fin- the last runners leave the finish, the start line at 840, and it may take them an hour and a half. So it's... It's you know getting close to ten ten thirty, mm-hmm. but you know at which point and you know, a lot of it's full sun, so yeah. you want to make sure you're you're well hydrated before. Another thing is that I've noticed, and and you know usually when I cover it, I, I go to the start of the race and then kind of work my way down. But 
a lot of people get there really early just come I mean, at me because they want to be around it or whatever but um so you know they they, they they go off in waves of maybe three two three thousand at a time i think maybe every 10 minutes and so it starts i think at 7 30 and the last wave as i said is 8 40 so if you're towards the end you don't need to get there at you know seven or seven right. thirty. you can get there at eight o'clock and you'll be fine so yeah. and as i was saying before you're in a you're at the beginning, you know, you're packed in a not want to say packed, but you're you're enclosed in a in a pen with everyone else in your in your group, and so it can get kind of claustrophobic until they kind of warm. <laughs> right. So there's there's no need to, to be too early. Yeah. But uh, and the other thing I'd say is, I mean, it's it's such a neat event. It's really not a race. It's more right. I just you're around a lot of people. There's so many things to see. Don't go planning to you know I want to run my PR or I'm gonna right. you know go, go as fast as I can. If, for one thing, just because there's so many people, it's hard to do. But the other mm-hmm. thing is, it's just there's so much stuff to see now. It's like I was mentioning, you know, uh, Reverend Candler, you know, he's, he's someone you definitely want to, at least if you're not going to run and get his his holy water, at least see him and, and wave. And, yeah. And, you know, so many people, you know, kids wanting to give you five and, and right. you know, fans, you know, that have water or, the, you know, hosing people off, whatever it is, you know, you know, people running in cool costumes or whatever. So yeah. it's, it's always something to take in and kind of absorb the, the the event is is more much that's more much more important than yeah. than trying to get from start to finish as fast as you can yeah well and you mentioned the costumes we right. haven't talked about that people uh-huh. people do that yeah. a lot of people do that yeah yeah it's uh it's one thing that's always kind of fun to to people watch a little bit there's obviously a lot of people wearing red white and blue and, and mm-hmm. captain america outfits or wonder woman right. and you know you, you seem to i seem to see a lot of grass skirts and like hula outfits and um <laughs> yeah kind of you know Kind of yeah, just all sorts of different things. You know, it's gosh, uh, I wish I think think of, think of something off the top of my head. But yeah, just you know, kind of like a lot of those body suits, which seems really really hot, like the the yeah. full length right. like lycra suits. Um, yeah. uh, but a lot yeah, a lot of patriotic kind of gear. Yeah. Like Uncle Sam's kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's one of the main things that makes it fun. Yeah, it's interesting that I I, I know I have friends who who do it and they're you know they always planning their costume it's i and it's sort of a challenge to come up with something new and fresh a new fresh right. spin on the red white and blue right, thing. yes yeah you know they want it to have that theme but they want yeah. it to be different somehow right. yeah so. <laughs> so a challenge i guess for, yeah for yeah runners it's yeah. true um were there any like any interesting facts that you, you know we might not know something unusual that hmm uh, there, there probably are. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, the one thing, the one thing that's, and I wish I had a number of 40, but one thing that, that's kind of impressive about it is it takes a lot of people to, to, to pull it off. I mean, right. there's, I'd be curious to know what the ratio is, volunteers and, and police officers to actual participants. I mean, but there's, I mean, people are getting there, you know, on, you know, in the afternoon of the third, starting, you know, setting up the mm-hmm. finish line and the, the course. And so it's, uh. For a lot of people, as, you know, even people that, that aren't running, it's a real labor of love where yeah. people, you know, as, 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 as much as you hear about, you know, I've run it however many years in a row. There, I know people that have been, you know, working at the finish line or working right. at, at a water table or with their church or some other or their work group for however many years long. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's there's a lot. I mean, that if you, I mean, I guess one thing, other thing I'd say is, yeah, if you're running it for the first time or just, you, you know, you're maybe not as familiar with it, you know, take a look around and, and notice all these people that are, you know, have devoted their their Saturday, their their Fourth of July mornings to making yeah. sure this this goes off without a hitch. That's that's a great thing to remember, and great thing to uh, let people know that to remember those folks who are out there actually working it every right. year. Yeah. It's like, you know, we always talk about the participants and the spectators and everything, but there are tons of people behind the scenes right. who make it all happen. 
All right. Well, you've been covering it for a very, very long time <laughs> uh-huh. now. Um, so I, are there any like memorable moments or memorable years or anything specific like that? Um, that's right. I'm glad you told me we were talking about this before because I went back and looked at some of the stories. Around. And one of the, the, one of the neat things about this race is that, I mean, almost everyone has some kind of story to tell about why they're running, whether it's, you know, I'm honoring, you know, my 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 parents or who, you know, love this race and are no longer with us or, or, you know, I've run it with my brother and sister for, you know, since we were kids or. Right. Um, and so, uh, so like, yeah, so, and, and others have, have probably less poignant reasons, but I was looking back at some of the stuff I've written, you know, one, a couple of years ago, and this was, I'm trying to figure out how I figured this out. I think it was just someone, like I could tell by what she wrote on her t-shirt, but she was finishing her 50th, like, road race in 50 states in the last two years, I think it was, and so wow. the Petrie was our last one, and, um, you know, I remember last year, I, I I was just talking with someone in, in the park about, you know, she had, con- I guess, been diagnosed with lupus, you know, however many years ago, right. and, and this was something that she was doing to kind of, you know, as a show of health and, and of, of her spirit, and I've met people that, you know, they've, you know, this was kind of their way to, to lose, you know, you know, dozens and dozens of pounds. Right. And, and uh, but one, I guess one of the, I was, yeah, one of the neat things I've gotten to do is that, that I guess it was five years ago, 2014. This was a year after the, the Boston Marathon attack. Right. Um, the, the following in April of 2014, this was a year after the, or the year after the bombing or the, the attack, um, uh, Med Flesky, who's a renowned American distance runner, he kind of was a neat story. He became a natural citizen. I think he was a refugee or certainly an immigrant from Eritrea. And so he won it, the Boston Marathon in 14, and so he was kind of a a, a, a big deal. I think he's right. he's been in the Olympics and so forth. But uh, but so what they did in 14 of July 14th, July 4th rather, the track club had him come to the race and. Most of the time, like they have the elite runners run at the start of the race, and, mm-hmm. and you know, to determine the, the future champion. But um, he started at the very end of the, the, the he was like the very last person to cross the finish line. And they, what they did was they had a, a it was a fundraiser, and like forever, however many people he passed in the race, they were going to give a certain amount of money to, or, or like for each person, they're going to donate a certain amount of money to, right. to uh, the track clubs. Um, I think their Kilometer Kids program, which is helps, um, you know, encourage uh, kids to run, and so. Um, it was kind of anything where, like, you know, so as big a deal as it is for everyone to run and for, you know, it's always neat because there's, you know, the world's leader there. He's running with everybody and running by them. And he's right. so, um, I think he ended up running past something like 20 or 22,000 people, wow. which is <laughs> about a third of the field. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think what was kind of neat about it was that a lot of people who normally would have, you know, certainly no chance to run against or say they ran with an elite right. runner or an elite runner, yeah. you know, probably saw him whizzing by and and so um that was kind of the one and i got to talk to him afterward it was kind of i need thrill just to talk to someone that's been so accomplished but uh that's kind of the fun ones and and yeah I, but i think yeah one of the you know the neat thing about it is that after every year you're like you know who am i going to find in the park and you're right. maybe not so hopeful you're kind of like oh it'll be the same thing but you know whether it's you know people that are eight months pregnant or women that are yeah. eight months pregnant or 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 people that have you know they're walking on crutches or or, <laughs> or whatever it is you know people that are you know, they're, that are, for whatever reason this this race means a lot and so it's yeah. neat to help tell their tell their stories. Yeah, I mean there's well with so many people doing it, there bound right. to be some great stories every right. year. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of finding, finding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never quite sure what you find, but yeah, you always find something. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, uh, so the race is obviously happening on July 4th, as right. it does every year, starting very, very early in the morning. Right. Uh, and it leaves from where? Uh, it starts uh, right in front of Lenox Mall. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then ends, obviously, at Piedmont Park. Right. Um, so... You know, go out and check it out. I think that the, uh, I guess, are the, the, the spots will all be taken already right, yeah, for, yeah, for the runners yeah, yeah. and all the numbers and all of that stuff. And yeah. I mean, I would say, like, if you're kind of out there and thinking, oh, I might want to run it, there's, if you go on Craigslist or eBay or if you just ask around, I'm sure it's, like, you, typically around any office, you're going to find people that are trying to yeah. sell numbers or buy numbers. So it's, it's not encouraged, I think, by the track club just no. for, for health reasons, <laughs> like, because, you know, if you... Run into you know medical issues. They want to know who you are. And not, sure. You know, so, but but regardless, it it happens. Wink wink nudge nudge. It does happen. And, yeah. You know, so but yeah. So I mean, it's if you're new to Atlanta or if you've never done it, I I, I really, even if it's just going to watch it, I think it's it's one of the things it's definitely worth doing doing once. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that every Atlantan should do right. at some point or another. For real, yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for talking about uh, the Peachtree Road Race with us. Yeah, no problem, Shane. And um, um, maybe maybe we can do it again next year. Maybe there'll be something <laughs> something fascinating right. that comes up this year that we can talk maybe. about. Maybe, you never know. All right, so... Uh, um, uh, check out the uh, Peachtree Road Race. And, and Ken will be uh, covering the race, right? Yes, um, yeah. You got anything... Like in the run up to it that uh, you're working on that might be special. That uh, actually, should... for at least, yeah, so I cover Georgia Tech when I'm not writing about the Peachtree Road Race. Right. And so Jeff Collins, who's a new football coach, his uh, his father, I, we've learned, it actually was one of the original runners in the Peachtree. And so oh, cool. we were hoping to talk with him. I think we've you know, been back channeling trying to encourage him to run. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But uh, but yeah, kind of a neat way that, you know, just this, this race kind of ties into the who this this city is and who you know people are in the city that yeah that someone is is uh renowned or you know up there is just jeff collins he even has a tie to the race yeah too. cool all right well head to ajc.com and uh, keep an eye out for ken's coverage of the peach tree road race both before and during and after the race <laughs> Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. The AthFest Music and Arts Festival brings a bounty of local and regional musicians along with visual arts to downtown Athens. AthFest is a free three-day festival with live music, an artist's market with more than 50 visual artists, and a block-long kids' fest area. During the day, musicians perform on the outdoor stages, but the sounds continue into the night with a two-night club crawl at local venues throughout downtown Athens. While the daytime music and festivities are free, there is a fee to attend the club crawl events. Wristbands that will give you entry into all the nighttime shows are $25. It's a bargain considering that about 110 bands will perform as part of AthFest and the club crawl. Check out this annual showcase of Athens music and art beginning Friday, June 21st at 5 p.m. The fest continues through Sunday, June 23rd and is centered around Washington Street in downtown Athens. For more info on AthFest and to purchase wristbands, head to athfest.com. She hit the top five on the singles chart with Chucky's In Love from her debut album back in 1979 and soon took home the Best New Artist Grammy. Since then, Chicago native Ricky Lee Jones hasn't troubled the top 40, but she's continued to make critically revered and adventurous music. She's a magnetic performer who has spent her career defying expectations and crafting music that has incorporated jazz, R&B, electronics, rock, and pop standards. Ricky Lee Jones comes to City Winery at 8 p.m. June 18th. 
Tickets are $50 to $60, and you'll find those along with more info at citywinery.com Atlanta. Atlanta playwright Topher Payne's Morningside is a portrait of the women of an Atlanta neighborhood as they gather for a baby shower. It's a comedy about strong Southern women that touches on issues of sibling rivalry, race, class, and maternity. The show's latest production is the second show for Onstage Atlanta in its new venue, the former Sketchwork space on North Decatur Road in Scottsdale. Performances continue through June 29th, and tickets are $19 to $22. You can get those at onstageatlanta.com. Payne recently announced an upcoming reunion with his castmates in the beloved Designing Women Live, which revisits scripts from the Atlanta-based sitcom. Tickets for that aren't on sale yet, but you can keep up to date on that info at theprocesstheater.org. That's theprocesstheater.org. The Phillips Collection was America's first museum dedicated to modern art, and now you can see the work that was housed there at the High Museum in European Masterworks, The Phillips Collection. The collection opened in 1921 in Washington, D.C., in the home of art collector Duncan Phillips. The Phillips Collection includes some of the most famous and beloved Impressionist, Post-Impressionist, and Expressionist artworks in the world. Among the artists represented are Delacroix, Manet, Monet, Degas, Cezanne, Gauguin, Kandinsky, Matisse, and Picasso. See the Phillips Collection at the High Museum of Art through July 15th. Admission is $14.50. Get more info at high.org. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.